This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Former President Li Donghui has been cremated and is set to be interred on October 7th. A planned third stimulus package meant to cushion the economy against COVID-19 is unlikely to move forward until the legislature returns from its summer recess in September. And the head of Taiwan's Financial Supervisory Commission says he wants to attract investment, talent and capital from Hong Kong. But first, today's top story. Former President Li Donghui has been cremated after a Christian memorial service. Li passed away on July 30th at the age of 97. He was Taiwan's first democratically elected president and an important figure in Taiwan's transition from authoritarianism to democracy. Li's remains were taken from Taipei Veterans General Hospital early Friday morning for a funeral procession escorted by police. Hospital staff lined the roadside as the procession passed to pay their final respects to the late president. The procession traveled to Taipei's Jinan Presbyterian Church, where a memorial service for Li was held. The procession then departed again, ceremonially passing once in a circle around the presidential office before heading to a mortuary center for Li's cremation. Li's remains will be interred at the Ujir Mountain Military Cemetery on October 7th. A planned third stimulus package meant to cushion the economy against COVID-19 is unlikely to move forward until the legislature returns from its summer recess in September. The Democratic Progressive Party had originally called for a second extraordinary summer session to get the package passed. However, the idea fell through after the party failed to reach a consensus with the opposition KMT. Economics Minister Wang Meihua says that COVID-19 has left Taiwan's manufacturing sector and its events industry in a particularly difficult situation. Wang said that the manufacturing sector will need 10 billion to 20 billion NT dollars or 340 million to 780 million US dollars in relief during Q3. Meanwhile, with international exhibitions canceled or scaled back, she said the events industry will need relief amounting to 2 billion to 3 billion NT dollars or 68 million to 102 million US dollars during the same period. Wang says that while the stimulus package has stalled, these industries can still apply for relief during the third quarter. Wang says that the cabinet can also approve mobilization of emergency funds if necessary. The head of Taiwan's Financial Supervisory Commission, Huang Tianmu, says that he wants to attract investment, talent, and capital from Hong Kong. Hong Kong's economy has taken a hit since Beijing implemented a harsh national security law in the territory. Huang says that he does not want to, quote, replace Hong Kong, but rather use the opportunity the law presents to give Taiwan a competitive edge. Huang says that the Financial Supervisory Commission has already implemented two major policies to achieve this goal. First, any person investing over 100 million NT dollars in Taiwan will have access to a wider selection of investment products. Huang says that this policy has proven popular with both domestic and foreign financial institutions, in turn increasing Taiwan's influence in the region. The second policy gives Taiwanese companies incentives to move their money back to Taiwan from overseas tax havens. 
Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says the UN's exclusion of Taiwan as a member state is a loss to the international community as a whole. Wu's statement appeared in recent articles by the Philippine Daily Inquirer and the Manila Standard. In the reports, Wu was cited as saying that Taiwan has donated hundreds of thousands of surgical masks and pieces of protective wear to countries including the Philippines since June. The donations are meant to help recipient countries in their fight against COVID-19. Wu said that countries should come together in the face of COVID-19 and help each other create a better future for sustainable development. Wu also said that Taiwan has been unjustly excluded from the WHO and the UN due to an erroneous interpretation of a UN General Assembly resolution that states that the People's Republic of China is the only legitimate representative of China to the UN. Wu said that border controls during the COVID-19 pandemic are further evidence that China's insistence that Taiwan is part of its territory is unfounded. Wu said the UN Charter's statements about human rights and basic freedoms must be more than just words. Wu said that it is never too late for the UN to include Taiwan. Taiwan took fifth place on the medal table at the 2020 International Chemistry Olympiad. 231 high school students from 60 countries participated in the event, which was held in Turkey. The Education Ministry says that Taiwan's four contestants won two gold and two silver medals in total. Taiwan's two gold medalists scored above 90%, putting the two in 16th and 21st place overall. The silver medalists finished in 27th and 36th place overall. Vietnam and the United States tied for first on the medal table, with four gold medals each. Meanwhile, China and Singapore tied for third, with three gold medals each. Taiwan's representative to the United States, Xiaobi Kim, has met with U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for Political Military Affairs, Clark Cooper. Cooper shared pictures of the meeting on Twitter. Cooper said in his tweet that he and Xiao are working, quote, together for regional peace and stability. At the same time, he called Taiwan a, quote, hashtag reliable partner. Since taking his post in May 2019, Cooper has been a vocal critic of China's aggressive tactics toward Taiwan. He also voiced his support for Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen on the occasion of her inauguration to a second term in May. With their natural beauty, rich history, and local cuisine, the Mazu Islands have long been popular among tourists from other parts of Taiwan. This year, the islands have become a particularly hot travel destination, as COVID-19 leads Taiwanese tourists to rediscover domestic attractions. Come September, there will be yet another reason to pay the islands a visit. They may not be quite as big or fancy as the Olympics, but Taiwan's biennial island games do come with a kind of pomp and pageantry of their own. And unlike the Olympics, the island games are at least still on. These games highlight Taiwan's three major groups of outlying islands, Penghu, Kinmen, and this year's host, Mazu. Contests will pit athletes from these island chains against one another. The eight official island game sports include slow-pitch softball, darts, and because these are islands we're talking about, rock fishing. The games will take place from September 18th to 20th. This week, the county heads from two of the island groups flew to Taipei to promote the event. The backdrop of this year's games, Chinbi Village on Mazu's Beigan Island, is reason enough to come. This village has been called the Mediterranean of Mazu for its seaside views. 
And of course, as the visiting county heads pointed out, after a long day of watching competitions, visitors can down an invigorating shot of the Mazu Island's famous sorghum liquor. John Van Trieste, RTI News. In Taiwan, international goodwill ambassadors are university students chosen to help ensure that international events run smoothly. Getting into the program is tough, and even those who make it have to go through difficult training. A contest is now underway to find the best of the best. They move around behind the scenes at each National Day celebration, making sure that the show goes ahead as planned and foreign guests are well taken care of. You can see them at plenty of other international events, besides greeting, guiding, and assisting visitors from around the world. These are Taiwan's elite goodwill ambassadors, young people trained to charm, but also to make sure every event they're assigned to is a success. The Chinese Cultural University and the International Goodwill Ambassador Association are coming together in search for the best goodwill ambassadors. 24 participants from universities around Taiwan have been selected to enter the final round, set to be held on August 22nd. In the goodwill ambassador program, good looks alone are not enough. Participants have to practice their smiles every day by clenching down on a stick between their teeth. They must also practice their posture by balancing a book on their heads and trying to walk up without letting it fall off. Being a goodwill ambassador might not be as glamorous as being a celebrity, but you still have to sacrifice a lot to become one. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.